Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Happy April Fool's Day. As you know, there is a big, uh, you know, thing today was, do we celebrate April Fool's Day? Could we not? Do we do April Fool's pranks? Do we not? It was, you know, people, it was like the biggest question all day, Mike. Uh, Can I prank somebody? Can I not? Do I prank? That was like everywhere. Well, the one I enjoyed was the dad who had convinced his kid they were going back to school. So I had him out at the curb, backpacks all loaded up, and then it was like, oh, no, uh, someone, one of the neighbors like, what are you doing? It's April Fool's. And the kids come sprinting at the old man as if to beat him up. So (laughs) that that was kind of fun. And otherwise, it was just the greatest hits. I mean, there was a good one that was um, put out George Carl of, hey, I'm going back of coaching and here's what I'm going to be doing and all these kind of things. But other than that, yeah, it was one of those. It seemed like there was a moratorium of really new content in that, that regard. You know, the uh, uh, Pam actually said to me, oh, I was thinking of, cause that would became a thing on Facebook last night that was, Hey, if you want to pull a good prank, you know, let's convince your kids they're going back to school in the morning. And, and I, my first thought was, yeah, I don't know about that. They think they'd be pretty excited to go back. And if you tell them, Oh, they're not going back, you know, they haven't seen their friends in a while, haven't seen their teachers. I think they're going to be a little upset. 
But Pam was like, oh, I think we could do it. I think we'd do it. And then I said, oh, did you do it? When I woke up this morning, she goes, oh, no, no, I was too tired. I just stayed in bed. I said, oh, okay. So, you know, See, she was when you woke up, up, you didn't even it. bother yeah. to get up and try to sell the, sell the bit. No, because I didn't want to do it. I don't, I don't want to be on the hook for that. Tra- I don't want Zoe to go, I really thought I was going to school today. And oh, she'd say, get over it. No, Toughen no, her no, up. No, no. no, well, now after what they both did to me today, no, blank both of them now. Now I got, I got revenge on my mind right now. I Revenge is on my mind, Mike Harmon. You don't so, want to put that out on 400-plus affiliates so revenge, nationwide. Revenge. Look, look, revenge. Look, if one of them goes missing, though, you're going to get all the questions Carol Baskin's getting after Tiger King, no, no, and there's going to be problems here. Who's coming to my house? I'm by myself in my house. Come on. Oh, no, no one's going to come here for a while. No, I'm good. Uh, no, what they did to me today was – it was a, what they did to me today. What they, what they did to me today. Because I want to be able to tell it, and I want to tell it right, and I, I, I want to save my outrage. Uh, so I get up this morning, and normally, you know, I, I work late, so I get up af- after they do in the morning. And we get up, and yesterday, not, not, not uh, today, but yesterday, coming home, I stopped and got donuts for all of us. Like, I got a dozen donuts from Randy's Donuts here in L.A., which is, like, the greatest donut place in the world. So I stop at Randy's. I bring, bring home a dozen donuts for all of us, and it's awesome, right? You know, I'm doing something nice for my family. Hey, it's great. I'm bringing donuts back. Now, this is how they repay me, those ungrateful people I'm kicking out into the cold. Uh, so I get up this morning, and I'm thinking, what are we going to have for breakfast? And Pam goes, oh, you know, we have a couple of donuts left over. I go, oh, yeah, I really want that uh, s'mores donut that I was going to have yesterday, but I said, no, I want to save it till today. I'm going to save it for a day. Beautiful donut. Why, why would oh. you save it? It's going to get all crusty and. Well, I, come I, on, dude. Because I can't eat Fresh, three donuts man. in a day. I got. Well, then that should have been donut. the first choice, you dope. I had another good. What? what what's wrong with my the choice? I I can eat whatever it's I a want. Bad, to. You, look, it's just another in a long line of bad choices. You don't, what you are you don't doing? even know what the other donut I picked was. Yeah, it's not topping a s'mores. You know what I want? A donut made of your dead body. How about that? That's the next donut I'm going to eat. Again, you're that? Carol Baskin, yeah. and I'm, I'm now a character allegedly, in Tiger allegedly, allegedly. Exactly. So, so I say, and, and both Zoe and, and, and Pam know that I want the 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 donut because it's an awesome donut, right? It's a it's a it's a big glazed donut with chocolate oh, sure. glaze on it. It's got the mushrooms, uh, mushrooms, marshmallows whoa, on the whoa, top. Whoa, 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 <laughs> hey whoa, man! Wow, that's some shrooms on that. Mine, just took man. a left turn very yeah. quickly. No, that's not, that's like that's like that's that's like the worst thing you could get watching Food Network. Uh, make a dish with chocolate and mushrooms. So, so you just a, so instead of actually going to the donut shop, you just let slip that you did your weekly run to the dispensary <laughs> after a Tuesday night show. I got gotcha. you. There's no sh- I don't think we have shroom dispensaries yet. I, I think we're just waiting a little bit on those. I think if you go to the right place, you'll get whatever you need. <laughs> so allegedly, I, yeah, allegedly, and you seem to know a lot about that. I, I didn't know that. You're upset at my donut choice, but now you know where you can get shrooms. I know at a dispensary. People. Okay, so I, I go to get the donut, and it's like I said, it's beautiful. It's it's chocolate glazed, and it's got the marshmallows on the top, and it's got um, graham crackers drizzled on it. Four big marshmallows. So it's one of those donuts where you can't just take a tiny bite. you got to take a big bite. And basically, it's a four-bite donut. One bite is one marshmallow, two donuts, you know, everything. So that's kind of the thing. So it's a big donut, so I cut it in quarters, right? So I cut it in quarters. I'm like, all right, great, mm-hmm. cut it in quarters. And, I just, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have this. Does anybody want any, any, any of this donut? And Pam goes, no, I'm going to have a different one. Zoe goes, yeah, no, I'm going to have a different one after. And something in my head wasn't right because there was only one other donut and it wasn't one that Zoe would want. And I'm going, she knows what donuts are left. Why is she saying she's going to have the other one, which is like vanilla glaze? And it's like, who wants a donut with vanilla glaze on it? So I'm like, okay, I, I, that's ridiculous. So no, something was buzzing in my head, but I couldn't put my finger on it. So I take the donut, and I, you know, it's a big bite. And I put the whole thing in my mouth. And I'm sitting there in the kitchen. I'm chewing it. And all of a sudden, I swallow. And all of a sudden... My mouth is on fire. My, my chest is on fire. And I think one of two things has happened. Either I'm having a heart attack, and I think, okay, boy, this is tough now. I'm 49, but this is way too early. This well, is way, way too early. My, my, my cholesterol's down under 200 now. I am good. <laughs> and then my next thought was, okay, it's not that, but I just got instant food poisoning because this donut is bad. And I go, oh. And Pam looks at me and goes, what? Oh. I go, this do- no, oh. no it, wasn't one, it wasn't one of those. Oh, ones. you did it! No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, no, no, no. whoa! Not one of those. Not one of those. I go. Oh, what is this? I go. I, I feel like I just 
had a donut with hot sauce. What is wrong with what's this donut? And Zoe peeks her head up from behind the couch and goes, oh, yeah, we injected hot sauce into the donut wanting you to eat it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, come on. And, of course, I had to swallow the whole thing because it was already it was eating the whole wow. thing. Oh, and the two of them. And Zoe, uh, you know, I, she did a great job, just was, you know, put her head down on the couch and I was eating the donut because she was laughing so hard because she knew it was going to happen. Peeked her head back up like a meerkat, you know, popping up to look at me and, <laughs> and look at me just sitting there go, what is wrong? And, you know, I'm glad they let me off the hook right away because, you know, for like two seconds there, yeah, three well, seconds, you I thought – Something really wrong is going on here, man. I, it was almost the Mike Harmon show. Hey. Well, it would have been kind of a funny response from Pam sitting there eating the other donut going, uh, how's that left arm? Getting a little twitchy. <laughs> you know, how are we feeling over there? Car's out of gas. Uh, we can't go anywhere even if we S- wanted to. S- said, hey, how's Fenley's mom? Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, that got Dark and twisted. That did get dark. And Fenley's working tonight too. So I mean, well, that's it, why it, it, I thought it was dark. okay to say it. <laughs> and then, and then the last thing is before my eyes close, you come in going, "Did it work? I want it to be the Mike Harmon show. Did it work? Is it the Mike well, Harmon no, no, show no. now? I would, ne- I would never implicate myself. You dope. Come oh, on, sure now. you would at the end when you thought no. something. Was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When you no. thought that was it and I was going out, absolutely. No, I've got that. my eulogy written for you and everything. Oh, do you? It's well, one you hell of a send off, buddy. You would, you would still wait, wait, wait. You have a eulogy written for me already? What, well, what it's is, like a new, any news organization mean? has them for famous people. I've got I, them for people I work with. I, I don't, well, I don't, well, I, I've had your eulogy written then for years. It's going to be I know you did. Here lies Mike Harmon. He had a good run. That's it. And I'm going to walk away. What it's else like do you, I say? You already stole my notes from my own. <laughs> That's all that needs to be said. Now play some music and have a drink. That's yeah. it. So that was the big, uh, that was the big, and I was, I was very proud of that after because I thought, you know, that's a pretty good joke to play because look, people were, didn't want, oh, don't give me any April Fool's Day jokes that I can't take it. And obviously, look, we're in a tough time now every single day, but there's a difference between playing a joke on someone and then having a hoax, you know, that goes right. out over social media. <laughs> no, but that's we just can still it. play practical jokes. If, on if, we, if we can't do that, then we, we just give up. Yeah, just, I mean, everybody raise a whatever a white sheet up on a flagpole outside your house and just say I concede. <laughs> I mean, that's really all you're doing if you can't take a joke. I think that's a pretty good joke they played on you. It the was fact an awesome that it was joke. the fact that it wasn't the evenly distributed, so they rope a doped you into a full. Hey, this is good. Oh yeah, yeah. And then then you got sucker punched with it. I thought that was a pretty good touch, Pam oh. and Zoe. Nice job. Oh, it was it was an it was a fantastic joke, and I there's nothing I could do after but just tip my cap and just tell them both don't go to sleep tonight, don't go to sleep, don't. Ooh, go again, to sleep. again, that admission on 400 plus affiliates nationwide, the iHeartRadio app, global man, that's that's a dangerous proposition. I, no, I, I can I could just say you made me do it. That's all. I'm just I'm just gonna. Say, oh, what no, am I, no, the I devil now? No, Harmon made me do it. He made me. I just what am no, I, the devil incarnate? Is I that is that? <laughs> Well, Look I don't behind know his gonna, ears. He's got the three little sixes sitting there. I don't know how I'm going to get even yet, but I'm going to. I mean, I, I don't know what is it going to be. Food involved? Is it going to be? I don't know what. I, I don't know what I can do. But I mean, it's I'm, it's going to be something that's a joke and not something that's like, oh, I went outside because I heard helicopters were dropping masks that we can wear in public. I mean, it, it, there's a difference between a joke and a hoax. And I get nobody wants a hoax because that's fine. But you know, jokes you can still have April Fool's Day jokes. You can still yeah, do I it. got no problem with that. Absolutely. No, no just no, don't play them on me. It's my, all good. My, my best friend is still pissed at me for an April Fool's Day joke that wasn't really my joke that got him in trouble at ESPN. This is 20 years ago almost, right? He And, in fact, we were texting about it a little bit today. Uh, when I was on vacation, this is back in, oh, my God, it was in Detroit. So it was 97, 98, like 1997, 1998. And I was on vacation right around now. And I'm in Detroit. You know you're on vacation. You forget the days. You don't know, like, I, you know. March 31st, April 1st, April 2nd. You know, when you're on vacation, you know, unless it's Christmas or a holiday, sometimes you lose track of the dates. So I get up on April 1st. I'm not really paying attention to anything, and I turn on the radio, and I turn on the, the big all sports uh, sports talk station. This is when I was, a, I was an associate producer at ESPN. My best friend was an associate producer at ESPN. And I turn on, it's early in the morning, and I turn on the morning show, and they're talking about how the Lions have just tr- agreed to trade Herman Moore to the Jets 
for the number four pick in the NFL draft. And this is back when Herman Moore was – he was Calvin Johnson. I mean, Herman Moore Herman was awesome. Moore. Right? Herman, how good was Herman Moore, right? I mean, Herman Moore was it. I'm going, oh, my God, the number four pick. Because Herman Moore was like 28 years old. And it turns out that Lions actually should have done this because he only had like one more good year. Well, yeah. Uh, so I'm like, oh, my God. And they're talking about it. And they, and they go live to the Lions locker room. And they go, hey, we've heard reports of Herman Moore clearing out his locker. Have you gone in there yet? And the guy's like, no, I haven't gone in yet. But there's a lot of upset players here. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm, I'm thinking about it going, wow, this is a really big deal. I'm going, well, Herman Moore is great, but it is a number four overall pick in the draft. So I call my friend and I go, hey, did you go into the meeting yet for the show? And he goes, no, why? And I said, because the, the show he's working on ESPN, I go, I'm, I just got up. I'm, I'm, I'm in Detroit, and they're talking about how the Lions are trading Herman Moore to the Jets for the number four overall pick. He goes, oh, my God. So we start talking about it for a couple minutes. <laughs> oh, my God, what's going to happen? I'm like, oh, this is great. We got Herman Moore and Keyshawn. Look how great we're going to be. Oh, my God, the new era of the Jets is here. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> right? He goes, so then, uh, you know, he goes into, you know, I said, oh, I'll talk to you later on in the day. Then over the course of the day, I find out it's a joke. I go, oh, man, that is the worst. I cannot believe that. Oh, I bet it was a great joke. That was great, but that was awesome. I mean, that would have been a great trade for the Jets. So then I talked to my friend. break it down all the way, yeah. Yeah. Then I talked to my friend the end of the day. He goes, yeah, thanks for that practical joke. And I said, oh. I forgot to call and tell you. Yes, the, it, it was it was a joke. He goes, yeah, I know it was a joke. You know how? Because I get into the meeting and everybody laughs at me, saying, "Oh, that's no way the Lions are going to make that trade. That's a stupid trade." And I go, "No, my Jason just called me from Detroit. He goes, he's playing a joke on you, man. That's not true." He goes, "No, he told me he's listening to it on radio. I heard the guys on the radio talking about it. Made ESPN call the Lions just to make sure that that wasn't happening." <laughs> and like they laughed at him, and his his reputation was like in the toilet for like a week like every time somebody would see him they would go hey can you pull me some Herman Moore footage I, I, I gotta do that trade to the Jets and I go Aww. oh my god he was so mad because he, he was mad because I forgot to call him I mean because I was you know <laughs> but the whole day he's stewing because he thinks I just played this big joke on him and I'm like no dude the joke was played on me too he goes yeah but it doesn't matter for you you were on vacation they're all mad at me now <laughs> I walked into a meeting and said that they all laughed at me like vice presidents at ESPN are laughing and go alright the trade's not that outlandish yeah, but I mean, now they at least know crazy. who you are. Yeah. <laughs> they and knew let's who face my it. friend was. <laughs> yeah, but let's face it. Given those two franchises, that trade couldn't have made him any worse. Oh, man. I'll tell, look, he only had one more good year for the Lions, and then he was injured and he was out, and then he was done. So it's like if the Lions had actually made that trade, they could have wound up with a franchise guy at number four overall in the draft. It was actually turned would have turned out to be a great trade for the Lions, and they should have done it. Even with a practical joke, the Lions screwed it up. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they tend to do that, but this is a great opportunity as folks go in the Wayback Machine to try to find some content or games to watch. Herman Moore was a beast, man. Oh, man. Herman Moore <laughs> like, was people always everybody. It was always, uh, hey, Barry Sanders and nothing. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> you, there, there's other stars that were part of that Detroit Lions organization. They just never... Well, all came together at once. Let's just, just, just be nice about and put that. it that way. They couldn't win. They had Barry Sanders into Herman Moore into Calvin Johnson, and they could still barely win. Those are yep. three of the best players of their position in the last 30 years, and, they could, and they're skill position players, and they still couldn't win. Herman oh, Moore. Lions I just always Lions. liked when uh, Summerall would say it. So Herman Moore. It. Oh, he was great. Um, my friend's still mad at me for that. Still mad. I guarantee he's still mad. <laughs> By the way, we got a, a good tweet that came in on that topic. Uh, quote, you ever think the hot sauce was just a test run for something more powerful? <laughs> Let's see what he can take, and then we'll have to know when to up the dosage to really do some damage on him. That now, one thanks comes for from that. Mike. Yeah, now I, okay. Listen, uh, if you would like to be my official food taster in my house, uh, Twitter at HowAboutAFresca. Uh, Mike, uh, swollen. Dumb. Uh <laughs> Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. The Jason Smith show with Mike Carmen. Now I'm suspicious of my own house. Now it's like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Or, an, Thanks, any, or anything where somebody's trying yeah. to rise to the right. top. Uh. Uh, we got Rick Buecher coming up in a few minutes. All the latest news in the NBA. Are they really thinking of playing the rest of the season in Vegas? Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. 
Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of General Tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their general test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With us now, a man who didn't make a lot of friends in Los Angeles the other day when he went on Speak for Yourself, Bleacher Report senior writer, <laughs> FS1 analyst Rick Buecher. Rick, what's happening, my friend? Oh, I'm just living the coronavirus dream. How about you, know, you guys? Hey, we're okay. You know, we're broadcasting from home now. This is kind of how it's been working. And, you know, look, before we get into NBA, how are you doing the last, you know, week or two since, you know, we've had this new world dropped upon us? Uh, Certainly the first week was uh, an adjustment, and it's still kind of coming to grips with, you know, how how, how to be productive. But I'll be honest, I have two kids who are in high school who, I would not be spending as much time with now um, with all of us home. So kind of taking advantage of it. Basically the way I've looked at it is, is let's take it as an opportunity to do things a little bit different. And um, it's certainly, it's, it's interesting trying to get work done and trying to do stories and not knowing when we're going to get back to business. But other than that, uh, I, I, it's, it's a complete change. And the way I look at it, um, I'm fully expecting that we're going to have uh, NBA basketball this summer. So this is kind of uh, a little bit of a breather before we get back to work. And when we do get back to work, it's probably going to be very different in another way, but there'll still be plenty of work to do. Dad, I answered your phone while you were in the bathroom. It was, it was someone Dolan. I talked to him about stuff for a few minutes. I, I told him you'd call him back. <laughs> 
Dolan, yo. <laughs> hey, uh, obviously, uh, you know, hey, a lot of people talking about, we'll get to the, the rest of the NBA and, and the season, but it could be one that LeBron doesn't want to play. You went on Speak for Yourself yesterday and said all of this, LeBron wanting to play in front of the fans is kind of a cover because he doesn't want to finish a season in which he knows in the playoffs that the Lakers will be at a disadvantage. Uh, uh, talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, well, look, first of all, let's take into context um, when LeBron was talking. I think it was on a podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, the Richard Jefferson uh, Road Tripping Podcast. Yeah, and so I, I, I get the sense that it was really kind of off the cuff, but it was probably the most genuine that you're going to hear LeBron, which is he doesn't want any part of this because he's been – look, the, the reason he's had so much success is because he's been very calculated in how he takes care of his body, how he prepares for the season – and, uh, and and being at 35, like, he's been very conscious of that. Now, you take two months off, and then you got to start the engines up again at 35, and you're not just going and starting the season. You're going from zero to 95, uh, as in, you know, playoff intensity basketball. That's a dangerous proposition, not just for LeBron, but for the entire Lakers team. And so his, his initial reaction was, hey, I don't want any part of that. Um, and, and he talked about how, like, you know, without 10, 15 games of regular season, like it, that he didn't, he didn't want to go straight into the playoffs. He didn't want to have this, this foreign, foreign situation. And I, I, I just, I mean, obviously it's my, my viewpoint, but knowing how calculating he is, I think he just, he realizes this puts me and the Lakers at a real disadvantage. And here we were, we did everything to put ourselves in the driver's seat by being first in the West, by uh, taking, you know, look, he's taken games off in spite of what he says about load management. Uh, he was very calculating in how he set the season up. And now all of that is turned on its head. So does he want to come back and play under these wild new circumstances? <laughs> no. And I honestly, I don't necessarily blame him. But, again, don't tell me it's because you don't want to play in front of fans. And don't tell me that you're not going to do it. I mean, ultimately, somebody asked me, like, if LeBron said he's not taking part with the league, like, not have playoffs. Uh, look, LeBron's powerful. He's not that powerful. The league, <laughs> if the league decides they're going to have the playoffs, then LeBron can choose to play or not, but they're going to have the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to get their billion dollars, whether he wants in or not. Uh, but one of the things we've been following, Rick, has been the, just the rumor of, well, how did this come back into play? Someone said, go yeah. to a cruise ship, go to the Bahamas. Now the Thomas and Max Center, maybe where summer leagues held, and then they're held up. I would love to be one of the dealers if they're going to have a nice little casino open for them, <laughs> too, uh, if they're going to go down this route. I mean, how sure. well can this work logistically? Yeah, I, look, the idea of, I mean, the two ideas that I've heard, uh, first of all, <laughs> has, has Jay Williams been paying attention to what cruise ships are going through <laughs> No, like, I just had what? to get the shot what? on. Yeah. I mean, you just, you, like, you just don't even, I, I mean, I get what he was going for, right? but, but like, you don't even mention cruise ships. Um, so it's like, you know, with the Legionnaires disease, let's talk about hotels in Philadelphia. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Um, but, uh, and I don't like the Bahamas is a weird thing too, unless they thought that was the only way they could get LeBron to play, but, but you're going to go to another country and involve another country in order to make this happen. Look, going to Vegas, making it a central location, you have the hotels, you have the facilities, you have all the arenas, you have a familiarity with, with, with playing there. People may not know this, but, uh, when teams go there, uh, the, the, the teams practice a lot and use a lot of the surrounding uh, uh, high school gyms and whatnot uh, and community college gyms in order to, uh, to work out and practice. And there's even a practice gym below the uh, Thomas and Mack Center. So they have the facilities there. They have the resources that if they wanted to create this bubble uh, in Vegas, I, I just, I'm, I'm certain that they would be able to do it. And I've just heard so much optimism. I mean, look, I was a skeptic at the beginning. And I think I probably talked to you guys uh, at the very beginning of this. And I just didn't Mm -hmm. see a timeline 
in which they could realistically do it. But there's been enough talk on the uh, owners and the executive side of things where every GM that I've talked to, I just, I, I say, so what do you think? We're, you know, are, are we going to play or not? Oh, we're going to play. I mean, that's been, that's been the answer from probably the last three or four GMs that I've spoken to. And so I just believe that they, they think they can do it. It's obviously going to be completely different. You're not going to have fans. It's going to be small venues or uh, it, it's, uh, it's going to be a very close circle and you are going to have to quarantine these guys and keep them all in one location. But uh, it, it appears that they're going to do it. And, and honestly, I think it's a, it's a great move because uh, as you guys well know, fans out there think these guys are pampered and that, they don't, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of fat cats that they don't have to work for their money and they've got the easy life and all that. While that's far from the truth, doing this and sacrificing their time, uh, going under unique circumstances, uh, having to hole up together, be it, albeit in Vegas, which, you know, has its appeal. Um, I just think fans would look at it and there would be a sense of gratitude for the sacrifices that they're making that would shift the viewpoint. Not everybody. You're still going to have the clowns out there who think they know, you know, what, what being a professional athlete is all about. But nonetheless, I think there'd be a lot of people who would be won over just under the circumstances to have the NBA players come back in these very unique situations, providing entertainment and going at it. And I dare say, the second these guys get back on the court, it's not going to matter that fans aren't there. You know, James Hart, Russell Westbrook's going to look across the floor, and Patrick Beverly is going to go, let's get it on. <laughs> well, let, let, lastly, Rick, let me just throw this at you, because this is what I see being the, the deterrent to that is, okay, we're going to come back. Everybody wants to come back, and I get it. We're antsy to come back. And mm-hmm. the players aren't going to raise their hand and go, wait a minute, so it's not safe for fans to come, but we can play, and even though potentially some of us could still be asymptomatic with coronavirus and we're okay to bang bodies, and I don't know that I'm quite ready for that yet because I could see the players saying, wait a minute, just because you say we're ready to come back, we're going through all of these things, I, I want to come back when I know it's 100% safe, and I don't know that we're going to quite get that uh, when, when well, the NBA says they want to come back. Yeah, I mean, look, they're going to gather everybody two or three weeks ahead of time. They're going to test everybody and they're going to test everybody on a daily basis. They're going to make sure that they're, that they're on top of this. And if anybody is found uh, symptomatic who, who tests positive, then, then they will be quarantined and pull, pulled out of the group. And I, I, I'm really, I kind of understand what you're saying. It was the first question I had when this first, when it first came up about they're going to have the players play but they're not going to have they're not going to have crowds. They're not going to have fans in the in the building. And I I was at the Nets Lakers game and I ran into a player and I asked him. I said, "So how do you feel about the fact that they don't want the fans to at risk, but they're perfectly okay with you guys playing?" And the player said to me, "Look, the health authorities have told us we're not really in in, in the risk group. That if we got it." Um, it would be like getting the flu. Now, obviously, we have some evidence that that's not necessarily true in, in, in most cases, but you do have, uh, you do have the, uh, the top-of-the-line uh, medical and health uh, provisions for NBA players, and you do have the most fit, conditioned uh, people in the world. And so they, I can just tell you, this player was like, we, look, the way they're telling us, we're not really at risk. And, uh, you know, probably you look at Rudy Gobert, or Donovan Mitchell, or Kevin Durant, I, I, I dare say we've had some guys who've had it, and none of them have had any notable consequences. So that may be even more fodder for the league to say, hey, look, we've had some guys get it. And it wasn't, like, it wasn't significant. So worst case scenario somebody does get it, uh, it's not as if it's going to be a life-threatening situation. And with everything else that's involved and at stake, it's worth the risk. On Twitter, at Rick Buecher. That is on Twitter, at Rick Buecher. Bleacher Report, senior writer, Fox Sports 1 analyst. Rick, as always, phenomenal stuff. Appreciate it. Look forward to talking next week. Have a good one. You got it, guys. Stay safe.
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash Zero. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Speaking of know your audience, that gets us to a bit of a, a deeper topic today, and, and that's the NFL draft. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Happy April Fool's Day. We're having fun all night tonight on the show. But, you know, when I, when I was thinking about knowing your audience and understanding that, it comes to be what Adam Schefter had to say today, ESPN NFL insider, when it comes to the NFL draft. As, as he went on ESPN TV, went on Get Up, and was really upset that the NFL is continuing to have business as usual. As he says, there is carnage in the streets. Let's take a listen. And we all hope that it happens, frankly. We all want that back. We all want to see the days where we have that distraction of football. But OTAs, that's not happening. The offseason program, that's not happening. The draft is happening only through the sheer force and determination and lack of foresight from Phil, frankly. I mean, they are determined to put this on while there is carnage in the streets. Carnage in the streets. Now, look, it is is a really difficult time in America right now, but let's – Let's put the NFL draft in proper perspective. First of all, uh, we told you, what was this, a week ago, when, that if, if the NFL continues with business as usual, as each day we deal with the coronavirus and, and cases mount and deaths mount, 
it's going to look bad for the NFL, right? The NFL is going to have a bad optic. They're going to look like opportunists some, sure. as they are going to get this dead. We told you that was going to be the look. And look, here's now Adam Schefter saying it a week later. I feel like at the end of Hamilton, who lives, who dies, who tells your story, I have no control over who processes our information. I know that we say it on the show, and whatever happens, happens to it. But the first thing I'll tell you is you know for a fact Adam Schefter is saying this because he has gotten feedback from people in the league, GMs, front office personnel, who are his bread and butter, because there's no way he's going on the air and saying this if it was going to hurt his relationship with NFL GMs and front office people and personnel. You know he is getting this from people who are saying, we're all really pissed, can you say something about it? And here he suddenly is, there's carnage in the streets! And what he's not going to say anything that's going to hurt his career at all, not one bit. Not one bit. So you know he's getting it from people who are saying, hey, listen, can you help us be a voice on this? Because we really don't think we should have the draft. We, Mickey Loomis went on record with it, and so did John Elway. And then Roger Goodell says anybody who says something is going to be disciplined. Well, who can you not discipline? Adam Schefter. So now here's Schefter you know, picking up this uh, vein of thought from owners, uh, from GMs, and from personnel. So... While you're thinking about that, just think about this for a second. NFL draft is coming, and it's fun, right? It's fun for us. It's a big distraction, uh, you know, from what's going on. We have fun talking about it every single day. You know, but for the NFL draft, I, I really think people don't have it in its proper perspective from the NFL saying we are barreling ahead with the draft, it's that that important, we get it done right now, to people who say we need the NFL draft more than ever. People on our air saying we need the NFL draft now more than ever because of what's going on with the coronavirus. Let's be honest. We don't need the draft, okay? The NFL draft is not saving lives, all right? I, I, I can't say we need something just because we're bored. All right, because you, uh, we miss sports. I get it. You know, are, are people bored? Yes. But the NFL draft is something, it's just like sports in our lives. It's a distraction from the real part of our lives. We get invested in it. But the NFL draft is not that important. All right? It's, hey, it's great, and we talk about it, and it's great. I'm looking forward to it. But I have it in its proper place, and I think we need to do that with things now. I mean, the NFL draft right now, we need it like we need Tiger King. You know, no one says, oh, my God, I need Tiger King. But Tiger King has become this whole big phenomenon, and it's a distraction from everyday life. When you want to talk about carnage in the streets, and you tell me, oh, we need the and, – and the other part of it is we need the NFL draft, I, I, think, I think there's a little bit of perspective loss that I'd like to have it. It would be great if we don't have it. I completely understand. But the NFL draft is entertainment. All right? No one's losing their job if we don't have the NFL draft. No one is, is, is going to suddenly – be way behind at GMs and front office personnel all want more time to be able to talk to athletes and have if they have the draft later they'd all be on board with it and so the NFL draft is something that hey we'd like it but we don't need it all right like I said if it was saving lives I would say all right great we need it but we don't really need the NFL draft we would just like to have it I think that's the right place to put the draft yeah I think there's there's the percentage of folks that just need something to forge ahead without change Right, obviously this would be in a mutant form. It's not going to look the same. It's not going to have the pageantry that you thought you'd have in Las Vegas with boats and blue men group, you know, and whatever else was going to pop out, Vegas Elvis impersonators. But to some, it's, hey, at least this plods on. And I say that to a larger degree from a business perspective of if it doesn't have to shut down, why can't we think of doing a business in a different way? Right, this whole off season's going to be odd. Whether they have a season and when it kicks off, that's a whole other part. But this is paperwork pushing at this point. You've watched tape. You've met a lot of these guys. You'll get to FaceTime them and do whatever else. Yeah, there's going to be some inequities in terms of guys on the back end. And I feel for those guys that are coming out this year that are going to be the undrafted free agents. It's going to be a different look for them as well as they try to latch on or maybe a third day guy, it's a little harder, but everything's a little bit harder. So to shut another business down, if you don't need to, yeah, it makes your job a little bit harder perhaps. And the scouts and GMs and other people up the food chain that are maybe on a little more tenuous footing within an organization. Sure. They, they maybe they feel like they've got to really knock this one out of the park and this maybe that, small percentage means they're going to be a little off their game 
well, you know what? Get on your game. You got a month to figure out the tech- technology to make it work. Hard times call for different measures and for people to be innovative. We've talked about that a lot on the show as well. I thought so, you were giving me the running man. Hard times call for hard decisions that Killian had to say when he was bringing out the stalkers. Well, I thought about it, and I, I figured we'd play that clip a little bit later <laughs> on uh, in the show. But but just the, the reality of it, though, Jason, I mean, there's so many businesses that are adapting on the fly and trying to figure out how to keep cash flow, how to keep people partially employed as opposed to furloughing them and, and sending them away altogether. And I think for the NFL, it's also a multi-billion dollar business. As much as it's entertainment for you and me on the radio as we talk about it and fans in their homes – Well, those people all have jobs that work in the buildings there, too, and for all these teams. So if it keeps business as usual, and some folks can be considered essential, which has now become a dirty word, that you can keep the the lights on and and keep things flowing, I don't think that's a bad thing. And the the going over the top of the, there's carnage in the streets. Like, come on. Did did he catch that in a movie? Did he watch Contagion? I haven't watched it in a while. Was that in there? No, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think that. Just asinine, though. Been. Like that—that that was just theatricality. Well, you know, well, you know top. that. Come you on. know that was something that he was—he was told by by the per, by personnel. Hey, can you help us out with this? He's pushing that thing forward. But you know, look, guys. You know, guys want to keep their jobs. They want to be able to have, make sure the NFL doesn't lose any more PR battles, and they can see that potentially they could lose that if his coronavirus cases mount. The NFL is still celebrating the draft, and you know, we're minting new millionaires and and all this stuff. And it, it's it, you know, they're worried. They're worried about the image, and they're worried about their jobs. That if we draft crappy because I got to worry about just a guy on tape and I can't interview him, I understand the concern for that. You know, look, nobody wants to lose their job. Not right now. And and certainly, you know, who knows where the economics are going to be in a year. And I get why why there's that push to say, hey, we don't really need to have the NFL draft right now. I get it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Maybe you saw this story today that MLB executives are discussing a hundred game season that would begin on July 1st. We would play the entire season playoffs and then have a neutral site World Series here in Los Angeles. Joining us now on the hotline, longtime baseball insider. You could check out his big podcast as well. You have the Sports with Friends podcast, the Hall of Justice podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Seth underscore Everett. He is Seth Everett, who is now like my own personal insider because he's been the Mets pre and post game host. He's doing a show in Syracuse right now and he's starting to do Jets things. Seth, I feel like I, can I call you anytime now and just ask about any of those teams? Call me anytime, my friend. Just All call right. me what you want. I like that. I'm like living vicariously through you. I mean, you're no. working for the, the Mets in Syracuse and the Jets. It's awesome. All in quarantine. <laughs> Hey, uh, so you uh, you talked to us last week, and uh-huh. we asked about when you thought the baseball season would begin again, and you said best-case scenario, best hope, was going to be right around the All-Star break. The All-Star break, yep. We, we get the news last night, Toronto, the city has banned permits for large gatherings through June 30th. Obviously, this doesn't yep. include the Raptors and the Blue Jays you know, and, and professional sports teams because they're private, but there's no way that they're going no to they not have mass gatherings. Right, they can't do mm-hmm. it. So now we get MLB in this story. You've been right on this now for the past couple of weeks. Now we get this story today. Baseball's looking at 100 games right around beginning of July and a World Series at, at Chavez Ravine. What do you think? Yeah, it's one of the dumbest things I've heard. And, you know, I haven't heard it confirmed from MLB. So, you know, and no, no disrespect to the reporter. You saw what I tweeted. Um, yeah, it's you know, you're talking this about this. It's not the, about yeah. neutral sites. I don't understand that, that thing because. Let me ask you a question. Let's say they did it and without fans. Are all the players being quarantined going to the ballpark and back to individual hotels with monitors and guards? Because I don't think you can keep them under wraps. And do you know where every one of them's gone? You're talking to a person who knows the person across the street from my house has it. That's how close it is to me. You think I should go anywhere? No. And I haven't interacted with him, and I haven't been close, but we're friends. We've talked, but we've kept our distance. And I'm very close to this. And if you take a look at what's going on in Central Park 
or the National Tennis Center, tell me why I should even consider putting on a baseball uniform. Well, you know, and it, so I'm sorry, this 100-game thing, and Chavez Ravine, why would it be better in Chavez Ravine? Is that some kind of fantasy land? It is, though. It really no, is. No, no, the problem is the players can spread it. And you saw what happened when the Yankees, the big, bad Yankees, said they were going to work out because even though the season wasn't starting until July, that's why they were going to be the World Series champs. And two of their minor league players got it. This is not something about fans. And for baseball to consider 100 games, they'll be lucky to get 80. You know, the, the thing is, Seth, and this is what I think people are, are missing. We talk, I talked to Rick Bucher about this last hour because we talked about the possibility of the NBA. There's this idea that they could go to Vegas, they could all get tested and be in quarantine. Is that? I, I don't think players are going to say, okay, so it's not safe enough for the fans, but it's safe for, for us to play. Well, but here, and, and there's another thing. I, I don't know about that. But I don't, there's I don't another thing. Do this. Okay, now I have another story. I, <laughs> I, no, I have another story that's very dire, and I'll tell you. This is the point that de Blasio made, and I'm not a fan of his, and I'm not getting political with you, but why should we test the NBA players when the guy across the street from me can't get a test? A guy that's affiliated or his brother works with the Orioles, friend of mine, can't get a test, and my 90-year-old grandmother can't get a test. So why would I give a test to any NBA player? What would be the benefit? Now, when we talked last week, we said, how can sports come back? We need positive news. So here's one for Lester Holt and all the you know, compatible anchors that you like. Have one come out and say, anybody in America who wants a test has a test. When you tell me that, then we can start quarantining, quarantining NBA players in Vegas and play a tournament. And I understand the financial ramifications. And if there's ever been evidence that the NBA doesn't care about its regular season, they would rather play the playoffs of this season than any regular season games of next season. They've, they've said it. They would rather play in September a playoff rather than have an 82-game season next year. And so that what they've said is, we don't care about our regular season, so why should you? And the reality of it is, is that as serious as people are not taking this, that's the thing that ticks me off, is there are still people who are defiant, there are still people who think they're wrong, and I see all the fights, and I see social media, and it drives me bananas, because I am on my 16th day in quarantine. I bought the Star Wars DVD, and I had to pop my trunk so some guy from Best Buy could put it in my trunk. I didn't come close to him. I took a $20 bill, because we're not allowed to pump our own gas in New Jersey. I took a $20 bill, and I had to put it under my windshield to ask a guy to put $20 worth of regular into my car. It was, it's the strangest time. So anybody talking about sports, you are wasting your time. Well, that, that is the, the business here. Try to have no, some no, levity. No, no. No, let, all me, Seth, let me, let me right? characterize that. Yeah. Let me characterize that. You, know, you guys can talk sports. But these idiots that are talking about scheduling sports, they're the dummies. Oh, trying to put dates on it. It's, it's a fool's errand, right? My NFL, daughter, my... NFL should just wait. Don't schedule. Don't tell me when the Bears are playing the Packers because then you're going to cancel them, and that'll break people's hearts again. But in the interim, I'd be able to do three hours of how are they going to do in each of those games. All right, let's go to week three, Seth. Bears, Vikings in Minnesota. How are we feeling? Now, you want to do, do over-unders? Yeah, well, why don't we do that too? We'll we'll set fictitious lines along the way. We'll we'll mock up some injuries uh, to enrage some folks, and yeah. and we'll play out a whole season like Ron Madden. And I I, I talked to the guys from Stratomatic. You know they're simulating yeah, they the are. entire season. They're simulating the entire season. I love it. So we wait, recording. How are, how, are, how are the Mets doing? We were recording a demo. <laughs> no, wait a second. How are the Mets, the Mets doing? Tell beat. me. The Mets in one of the games that we had to talk about, this is so – I cannot believe I'm saying this on the air. This is so bad. <laughs> you broke down a Stratomatic game on the air. <laughs> I broke down a Stratomatic game, and, it, and the, the analyst goes, the, analyst goes uh, the Mets came from behind to beat the defending champion Nationals. I said, are they the defending champs in Stratomatic too? <laughs> and then he gave me an Astro score, and I said, what does a Stratomatic garbage can sound like? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so tell me, like who, who had a good who had a good game for the Mets? 
No, <laughs> you're going there. Wow, that gonna, is, that's gonna, just, you're you're going to get me in so much trouble. Kurt, if you're listening, I'm sorry. That's all I'm a, saying. Well, we'd heard it was, was going to happen. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. Was it a DeGrom game? Like, Was it like 2-1? to one? Did he get? He, let me guess. He pitched great but didn't get the win. Let's just say Edwin Diaz is not a stratomatic superstar. Oh, he's not a superstar in regular baseball either. Seth, <laughs> could you just feel see Smith how, uh, see how moving up in his chair? Yeah. Ah, Edwin Diaz still stinks. No, no. <laughs> He's going to feel that one all night. Thanks, ah, That's Seth. right, but the Mets won, though. It's okay, the Mets won. I'm sure they brought in Lugo after, and everything was fine. That's why I, I, I recommended you for these uh, Stratomatic reports. That would be so much fun. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in so much trouble for coming on this show. Oh, uh, that you would be, be blast, the first, though. buddy. <laughs> that would be yeah. a blast. Hey, the Mets, are, you know, because I got to be honest, there is, and, and I, I know I'm telling, I know this is true because there's scientific evidence. The team that people are tweeting about the most on, so, on social media about baseball is the Mets because I can't tell you how many times I have seen the tweet something to the to the extent of so far this is working out great for the Mets so far the Mets are undefeated so far the Mets haven't disappointed anybody yet it's not Mets 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 Josh no, Molina had, tw- had, had a tweet about that time. all right can I can I make a coronavirus joke no can I, can I do I don't a corona- know. is it too soon they're, uh, I think putting, it might be they're too making soon. the National Tennis Center a, a makeshift hospital they're doing a, a wonderful job and what they're doing they're putting 350 hospital beds, all intensive care beds, in the National Tennis Center. And somebody said, well, why can't they do it in City Field? I said, they don't want it to go wrong. Have you seen any Mets surgeries go well? Oh, wow. wow. How about wow. that? Okay. Mets show. Okay. I had to give a little humor. I, I, I felt yeah. bad about my rant before. No, look, every, look, everybody, we need humor, and we need that. And, and it's, it's, yeah, For anybody that has jokes like that, I mean, it's, look, it ha- look how, many social, how, many, how many jokes have you seen for, oh, well, social distancing, our defensive backs have been practicing that for the past five years from wide receivers, so why should it change now? You know I mean? Look, you've got to have some kind of humor like that to deal with situations. Uh, like all I'm happens. asking is that guy from my pillow, come on, give them pillows to, for, the, for the hospitals, please. Give them to the National Tennis Center. So, 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 uh, so, so what? Like, like, uh, I threw you uh, with that. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, I, I got and, political and, right there. No, you did. And, and, I, and I'm just writing down going, like, like, did, did Ahmed Rosario have three hits in that game they won? Or, <laughs> he or? still wants to know. He's obsessed now, Seth. It's all over. <laughs> is, I mean, is he still playing shortstop? Is he in center field yet? I mean, what's, oh, what's happening? So good. Is, is Sespin so playing yet? Is Sespin playing? I'm taking this clip and I'm sending it to Stratomatic. <laughs> Tell your producer, email me this clip, please. All right. Was Conforto back, or was were they still? Were they, what was what was the, what was the outfield look like? All right, all right that's fine. All right, I, I guess that's okay. Uh, you, you would can, you let would you let the hockey players go home? Have you guys talked about that? Oh sure, I'd let yeah, I'd let everybody home. go home. Why if not? they I mean, go home, it's point, to yeah. other countries who which are in really bad shape. So are yeah. you letting them go home? Yeah, you have to. You can't. You can't. You can't it's not let them go, let home, go home at this point. Then say goodbye yeah. to hockey till January. You have to let them yep. go. You have to. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, we're we're going to get to that point eventually with sports. I mean, in certain, it's going to be, it's both further away and not as far away as you think it is. But for certain sports, it's a little bit more reality because you're right. You let the hockey players go home, and then they're going to have a tough time getting back in. So that that's going to be the first tough one if you let them all go. And I've been so talking to a lot of people. There is no shortage of actual sports talk. And what I like that you guys have not done, and if you've done it and I just missed it, then I apologize. <laughs> is you're not doing the. Hey, what's your favorite rewatchable movie? And oh, no. we miss sports. Let's do an NCAA tournament of former hosts. And oh my God, all these dumb things that sports radio is coming <laughs> up with. Former hosts. And, yeah, you check out check out a station in Milwaukee. I'll, I'll show you. They they have a. I can't. I'm not going to do this. But. All right, wait. I got the I got the five twelve is Mike Francesa okay, against Hacksaw Hamilton. All right, let me see who's going to win one that Milwaukee's one. Milwaukee's best. It's Milwaukee's best. Get it? There's a drink there. <laughs> I got it. Got it. Uh, Seth, Ever. So, what was was Jeff McNeil like three for five in the game? Was it? Uh, you can follow my go, Twitter at Seth underscore Everett. That is at Seth underscore Everett. <laughs> Longtime baseball insider, Sports with Friends podcast, Hollow Justice podcast, friend of the show, Seth. As always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk Just to you. Just tell me, if, it, if this sport is suspended, can we get a Red Sox ruling? Uh, nope. Wait, what's the Red Sox ruling in Stratomatic? Who's playing where? Can't no, they're, all right. they're all suspended. Willie Mays Hayes was playing second base. Oh, okay. sweet. <laughs>
<laughs> hey, who has who has more wins, Waka or Porcello? Who who has who has? <laughs> all right, all right, never mind. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions... Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 